Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Friday, September 30th, 2022. I'm your host filling in for Steve Schultz again today. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. You know, we have some incredible good news this Friday for you guys. We're going to be sharing a video just about how your donations and your help um, has offered the love of Christ and really shown God's heart to so many people in Uganda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for every single dollar you have sent in towards digging wells. Um, You're about to see what your love has done for these incredible and beautiful people. The waters that were already existing here in Uganda, we thought they were the safe ones to have, but actually they weren't safe at all. We would have to share these waters with the animals. And you can imagine all the different contamination that can happen and go on in Uganda. Fetching water is done by the young children, the young boys and the girls. You had to move a long, long distance. And usually it is done in the morning and also sometimes very late in the evenings. We also have the elderly, who we call the judges. These are the very old grandparents of different families who sometimes can't walk and also sometimes can't be able to carry the cans that we use to fetch the water. So they have to take days without even taking a shower or sometimes even not preparing a meal because they are saving water for the next day. I would like to say thanks to the opportunity that you guys came to this community and are changing so many lives. We appreciate you so much and may God bless you. You guys, look at those beautiful faces. Oh my gosh, showing the love of God. There's nothing like it. And by helping us and partner with us, without you guys, this would not happen. And uh, Steve sent out an email the other day saying every five minutes, they are able to dig a new well for these people to have fresh and clean water. So you are making a huge impact in these people's lives. And even though we all can't fly there and do this, there is a way to help. There is a way to show the love of Christ. So thank you so much again. Uh, We just wanted to show you guys the fruit of all your giving and what you're doing. You're changing people's lives. So this is really good news. Thank you so much for partnering with us. And if you want to donate, um, you can go to Elijah Streams com or I believe there will be a donate button where you guys can give to digging more wells for those beautiful people in Uganda and also keep them in your prayers. Um, anytime you think about them, keep them uh, in your prayers because they go through a lot, a lot of hard times. So we just love them and we bless them and we want to continue to show them the love of Christ as much as we can. So we have an awesome show today planned for you this Friday. Uh, we have Nathan French on with us today. You guys know Nathan really well, but he is the leader of the Rock Revival Center along with his wife, Danielle. He is a prophetic voice. He has a heart for evangelism. Uh, He's an author. He's a speaker. And, you know, he teaches on how to hear God's voice. 
And when uh, Nathan starts to teach on how to hear God's voice, it is so anointed because it just, things just click and you yourself can hear God's voice. So let's welcome Nathan French to the show. Hey, Nathan. Hey, everybody. Glad to have you. Amen. <laughs> We're excited to have you on today. And you know, Nathan, you have some amazing notes that you sent in. And, you know, something that I love about you, Nathan, is you always exude the enthusiasm of the Father because Jesus is very happy and he's very excited about what the Lord's doing on the earth. And whenever you're on, so many people are encouraged and strengthened in their faith. And they leave an evangelist <laughs> more prophetic, <laughs> having dreams and visions. So me and Nathan were talking, guys, even before we started. And we said we really feel like um, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit today on the show is going to be very strong. We both were discerning that in our spirit. So it's going to be an incredible show. Even towards the end, you guys want to make sure you stay on. But Nathan, you've been having visions. And... Some visions are very exciting for us to hear because you titled it The President Returns. So would you share with us what the Lord has been downloading to you? Yeah. I mean, there's so much, but in just a brief little clip, I uh I just see I see the Lord cleaning house. I see him shaking what needs to be shaken, that only unshakable things will remain. And sometimes the shaking is in the natural, but I know it's also in the spiritual. He's exposing darkness, things that have been hidden, corruption. He's shining his light into dark places so that the things that are evil will be exposed. In the Bible, it says he lays everything bare before the one to whom he must give an account. And so, yeah, I just sense that the Lord's saying it's time to see uh, the victory that we've been praying into and believing for as a people and um, the systems of man. Um, that are not in agreement with the Holy Spirit are going to start failing at a really rapid pace. He showed me stuff that he's plucking things he didn't plant that have his name, but don't have his heart. So there has to be a fear of the Lord that causes the wisdom of God to start to be revealed and obtained because we can ask for wisdom every day. And he said, I'll give it to you freely. And this amazing thing happened. I got to, I got to, talk about this really quick and, and I'll talk about it more later. I'll let you ask me the questions, but I saw, <laughs> no, Nathan, go ahead. Okay. Well, I just saw, um, I saw this move of God happening with the young people. And in my spirit, I was so excited about what I saw and we need the young and the old to run together. We need the wisdom of the old, the strength of the young, but yes. there's this thing that happens when you recognize kind of your place in the body of Christ. Like I know each person has been called to a certain seat and sometimes that moves. It's like musical chairs, but everybody gets a seat. And I feel like God showed me that, you know, like in the body of Christ right now, as he's pouring his spirit out on all flesh in these end times, people are catching the flame and they're starting to get contagious. There's contagious people get bold. Anyway, the other night I was speaking, I, I baptized somebody in a lake in Eastern Washington. And I realized I got to get over Come to on. the youth revival night. And so just, um, I, I saw this guy in church. I didn't know him very well. I said, you're going to lead a youth revival. I started prophesying over him. Well, he's, he's actually taking on that 
challenge right now. And he's been gathering young people. He's, he goes, what do I do? I say, you just start shining, start telling everybody about Jesus. And the ones that are responsive, keep a number, a little log of their name and number and some notes about them. So you can follow up with them and start to develop them and, and teach them everything that you've been taught by the Lord and, and bring them along. And I said, and pretty soon we'll just open up space and we'll start inviting more people. And more people get saved, healed, delivered. It'll be fun. And then I saw this other guy and I go, wow, I go, you're called the pastor. Well, I'm pastor in the church and I'm prophesying over this guy. You're going to be pastor in the church. Well, you know, we've been expanding, you know, we, we bought the ocean building by the grace of God. That was an amazing thing. And it's still like, we have a lot of work to do and we've been working actively just to try to get it up to speed so we can use it. And there's some government stuff that we're dealing with. So keep us in prayer. But anyway, I saw a big tent revival going up and I saw us doing awaken the planet events all over. And these young people are all fired up. There's like 40 some young people. We just started this youth revival thing. And so anyway, the guys are gathering people there. People are getting saved, healed, delivered. The power of God was so strong. I mean, it was like, we were just like, oh, my gosh, is it OK to even say anything? Because the glory came in so strong, it would feel weird to speak. And it was almost like we were speechless. And um, I mean, we've had a lot of great meetings over the years, but this was unique. And so I felt like God was saying, this is what it's going to be like. There's going to be speechless people, not, not that we can't speak but there's a time to speak but there's also a time just to be still in the presence of god and to experience fresh encounters where he's downloading revelation and opening up vision to the body of christ so i'm excited for that anyway um at the end a couple people came in i didn't know who they were there's these three guys one guy looked like jesus he had a beard and long black hair and uh, a couple other guys and i noticed that they had something in common they were joyless and I thought, I wonder why they're joyless. They probably need an encounter with God. Well, I looked over and I saw this woman and she was like, she had a spear sticking out of her back like this. And I said, somebody has an issue with your back. In fact, it's right here. It's coming down from the back and, and part of your shoulder. And there's there's pain there. I said, who is it? Is And I pointed over in that direction. And this lady goes, it's me, it's me. And I go, here, let me take care of that. And in the spirit, I saw this spear. So I grabbed it by faith. And I said, I said, I command that be released in Jesus name. And I pull it out and she falls to the ground. Wow. And everybody's like, whoa, what just happened? And I go, well, there was a, a, an occultic um, curse that the enemy put on her. And there's an area of brokenness where maybe there needs to be a confession of sin. Um, but that thing just got removed by the Holy Ghost. And she's not going to have that problem anymore. And I go, move your shoulders. She's on the ground. She's kind of testing it out. She's like, I'm healed. She was so happy. Well, the place came undone. I mean, everybody was excited. Well, those three dudes that I didn't know uh, kind of corners, corner me in the back of the room. And they're like, they're like, hey, um, can we talk to you for a minute? Um, yeah. Can you tell me where in the Bible um, is slain in the spirit? And I go, well, I didn't oh, no. use that phrase, slain in the spirit. I don't think it is in the Bible. Um, so I, I know um, that people often fall down because they can't stand up. Because when the glory of God is so thick and so tangible and people are hungry, it's almost like a weightlessness. It's an effortlessness. And it's like the power of God comes so strong. It's like, it's an amazing thing. Have you never encountered that? He goes, nope. He goes, and I saw you push that lady down. And I said, well, actually, I didn't touch the lady. So that was a lie from the devil. 
Mm. And if you thought I pushed her down, it could be he doesn't want you. The Lord wants you to know his power, but the devil wants you to think that what's from God is from the devil. I said, read the Bible, bro. Just go read the Bible. Read when they no one could stand. Read when the when the priest couldn't even enter because the glory was too thick. You know, re- read about it, study about the glory, encounter the presence. But more importantly, like instead of coming with and trying to find something wrong, actually come with an open mind that maybe you could be encountering something that's really, really good and really, really right. And he's like, Well, yeah, I just I'm just curious, like where that's in the Bible. And by the way, can you pray for me? And the Lord says, Don't pray for him. Call out the religious spirit. The Lord said, call out the religious spirit. So I just said, hey, man, I said, what you're operating in right now is a religious spirit. It's actually the Antichrist spirit. You mm-hmm. came here because you're you're following the, 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 the devil and you wanted to do what the devil wanted you to do, which is to pride yourself on being um, an argumenter, somebody who causes arguments and schisms and problems in the body of Christ. I said, and that's not what you're called to do. You're called to persuade people to the good news of the gospel. I said, but as long as you're in agreement with the liar, I'm going to have to ask you to leave because this is a holy move of God and I'm going to defend it. And so you're no longer welcome here because you don't want God. You want to destroy what God is doing. And that makes wow. you an enemy of, of the house and an enemy of God. So until that changes, you're not welcome here. You have to go right now or I'll call the police. And his buddies were like wanting to argue and wanting to fight and all this stuff, trying to create a schism. But the glory was so strong and the young people are jumping up and down and they're celebrating. They're like, God, you're the best. And they're shouting and they're praising and people are crying and people are laying at the altar. Some fell over. Some were willing just to lay their life down and say, God, I'm all in. I'm not playing games. I want the flame that comes in surrender. So it was a powerful thing. And I felt like God said, address the religious spirit, the ways of God. When you know the ways of God, you know, the heart of God. Then you know what is God and what isn't God. And when when somebody comes with the wrong spirit to accuse, the word accuse comes from accuser. And mm-hmm. the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And he tries to operate in the brokenness of people who maybe got hurt by the church or who got hurt by religion. But then the very thing that offended them is the thing that they start to feed. And then it, it rises up and re-manifests in them. So the best thing to do is bless the people who do that. Forgive them quickly. Don't take on an offense, you know, like pray for them that they'd get saved, that they'd have an encounter. But I just knew he didn't want an encounter. And he asked me to pray for him, not because he wanted to experience something so that he could accuse me and say that when he prayed, he felt nothing. And so I already already knew kind of why he was asking, because the Lord shows the attitudes, the intents of the heart and reveals it to us and also his mysteries. And so anyway, I was so excited because our young people were fired up. And I said, guys, if the enemy sends three people in to try to stop what God's doing. You know that what God's doing is super powerful and super effective. So let's keep worshiping. Let's keep lifting up Jesus. And these young people ended up praising God all night long. They took off and praised God all night long. And I heard about it and I was so excited. And I just feel like there's a youth revival. It's like not just not just young people like youth, like but High schoolers and college age, these these young ones, man, they're so tired of the political correctness. They're so tired of the attack on free speech. And the majority of them know in their heart because they've been taught when they were young 
you know, they know that God has a plan, that God's doing something in the earth and he's going to allow for certain things so that we actually get to a place where we lean not on our understanding. And then we grab hold of his hand and then he takes us on this ride, this journey, which is so contagious and so fun. Wow, Nathan, that's awesome. And, you know, I think a lot of people have had people come into their churches or into their small groups and they yeah. don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And then they'll feel that just taught me a lot. And the story you just shared has because I've also encountered um, stuff like that. And I never really know, Lord, what should I do? Because I think a lot of times the enemy comes in and tries to make you feel guilty for telling someone, hey, you need to leave because you don't have a teachable heart. You're not going to receive you're almost just going to break up what God's doing. And that story really helped me. I'm just saying. Because Amen. Because I, sometimes we think we're supposed to be everyone's friend. And, you know, to, yeah. to love people well means that we should never confront. But listen, if we don't confront people, that's the reason the world's messed up. A lot of ways, um, you know, it needs to be improved in this area where Christians think, okay, well, I'm supposed to be gentle as a dove. And, you know, but the Bible also says wise as a serpent. So there's something about Jesus, like where he says, look, I came to slay the giants and I want to use you. And the only way you're going to be a giant slayer is if he gives you a test with, you know, remember David before he brought Goliath down and he confronted Goliath. He didn't go, oh, that's OK, Mr. Giant. You know, I know you just don't understand right now. And it's probably just because, you know, you haven't had an encounter. He was like, no, <laughs> who are you to defy the armies of the living God? Here's what I'm going to do to you. It was like he was under the anointing. He's like, don't put this armor on me. All I need is a sling and a rock because that's what I know. And I know my God. And what did God do? He prepared him with a lion and a bear. So he, he had two. Uh, opportunities to to know and develop the confidence not only who he was but whose he is and that he could operate from the anointing and trust god to guide that little stone into the center of the giant's skull so that he could fall so that all the people would be liberated and sometimes a few giants have to fall in order to see you know a whole lot of people get free and there has to be someone somebody somebody in that place of worship, somebody in that ministry, somebody in that house of prayer, somebody in that government seat, some uh, somebody in that school that says enough is enough, Mr. Giant. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much money you think you have. God wants this. And that's what we're going to do. Yes. Amen. Well, let's get into your vision of um, that you had about um, uh, 45. I just saw him coming back and I saw people celebrating. So I, I know he's coming back. I mean, first of all, he won 100% for sure. When I was at the White House and he walks over and fist bumps me and I start prophesying, that was one of the highlights of my life because it was actually on my birthday. And I mean, God asked me to give him a word. And I said, well, in order to give him a word, you're going to have to put me there. And then he tells me to do something. I think oftentimes we miss it where, you know, we pray for something, but we don't partner with what we prayed for. Uh, prayer actually prepares it, but we still have to act on what we've prayed for. The prayer prepares it, but we step in and as an act of faith and we do something to respond to God. So when the Lord says, I need you to go to Washington, D.C., and he told me when to go. And I didn't really want to do it. I was busy. My schedule was packed. My uh, my travel schedule, my, I had a lot of speaking engagements, different things are happening. And I'm just trying to like, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to like do less, right? I was trying to do less. You know, I have a family, we have a lot going on. So I just said, Lord, 
I said, if you want me to go, I'll go. And so then I hear this, I'm out doing landscaping. I'm in my yard. I'm enjoying that, working in the garden. Anyway, I hear this ad come on for this event in DC. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I, I just blessed that event. I started praying for the event and blessing it. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And then the Lord said, I need you to be there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And he said, mark your calendar. So I know when he does that, like he's going to do something cool because he's got a plan and it's a good one. So I marked my calendar right away and then I forgot about it. And then later I was checking my calendar and I'm like, oh, I have to go to DC. And my wife's like, why? Well, because God asked me to, and this is the date I'm supposed to be there and such and such. So I get there and I'm in my hotel room. The Lord says, go downstairs right now. Anyway, you know the story. And basically I just went downstairs and um, he said, go have breakfast. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's easy to obey that, right? I'm hungry. <laughs> so I walked <laughs> over to get a table and some guy sees me and he's like, hey, are you meeting someone? I'm like, no, I'm by myself. He goes, well, would you join me for breakfast? And I'm thinking, no, because I don't know you. And he's like, God says, say yes. And I'm like, well, I do know you. So yes. And so I went and sat down with the man. He said, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what, what are you doing in DC? Are you from here? And we, we just chit chatted and this lady walks by and I hear neck pain, back pain. And I go, Hey ma'am, I go, do you have neck pain and back pain right now? She's like, how'd you know that? And I go, well, God shows me stuff about people and, and uh, he wants to heal you right now. I said, come over here. I'm just going to say a quick prayer. You'll be healed and you'll have all kinds of fun. And she just looks at me like, are you serious? She comes over and I lay hands on her and I command her neck and back pain to go. And she's healed instantly. Like it's a miracle. So then um, she's freaking out. Like all the pain's gone. No, I'm serious. And I go, I believe you. And then she walks (laughs) over to her table. There's like nine people over at the table and she starts telling them. I walked by that table and that man knew about me. And all of a sudden my neck pain just left and all my back pain's gone. After years of pain, she's instantly healed. And she's Mm -hmm. telling that. So now the people from her table, start lining up those who had afflictions in their bodies and they, they wanted prayer. And so they're asking me, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? So I'm praying. I've got a line of people I'm praying for. And this new man, the man that I just met, turns out he's like a congressman anyway. And, and he's like, Nathan, my daughter works as an intern turn for president Trump. And I'm wondering if you would be interested in coming into the white house. I think you're supposed to come into the white house. Well, the Lord had told me that I'm supposed to be, uh, going into the White House years before and some things that I would be offering, um, you know, to serve as an advisor and things. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, that's the will of God. So then I said, yes, I just said yes. And then when they invited me to come in, it just happened to be on my birthday, which if you remember, I asked God for my birthday this year, could you introduce me to President Trump and Melania? And he said, yes, but then he gave me something to do. So I had to go to DC beforehand. I had to meet the man that God wanted me to have breakfast with that heard God to invite me. And then he says, Nathan, I'm Baptist. I've never seen this before. What do you even call this? I go, it's words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and the gift of healing. It's all in first Corinthians. We're supposed to be moving in the gifts of the spirit so we can bear the fruit of the spirit. You can't bear the fruit of the spirit without learning to operate in the gifts. And you only you only get one uh, gift in the Bible means you get the one gift is the Holy Spirit that comes with a package of nine different gifts that God can disperse according to how he wills at any given time. Wow, that that's amazing. so powerful. So that's how I was in the White House and got to prophesy over President Trump. And what I said was, you're going to win big. 
And I'm like, I'm like, I know that's right. I know that's what God showed me. You're going to win big. And I said it again. And he goes, I hope you're right. He goes, you're a big guy. You play football, you know. And he, you know, it was funny. Is that and, your uh, trumpet and impression? Yeah, he's like, you play football, you're a big guy. You know, and he asked somebody, he goes, is he any good? He asked my friend, is he any good? And I did used to play football when I was younger. But anyway, the fact is, uh, God had set that up and it was an amazing thing. I got to bring some people in with me in the White House and I'll be going back when Trump comes back in and I'm excited about that. So it's like, I know that when he comes back in, it's going to be hilarious because uh, a lot of the stuff they've tried so hard to discredit. And I get that he was, he used to do this, this, and this. He's changing and becoming, you know, Jesus is the savior, not Trump. But the thing is, is when you look at what Jesus is doing and you know Jesus and you know his plan, he takes the smelly fisherman. He says, let's go. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He takes the murderer and he turns it. Look at um, Noah was a drunkard. I mean, you look at some of the people that God chooses. He chooses us not based on where we are. He chooses us based on where he knows we will be. And because he's the beginning and the end, he starts with the end in mind. He knows exactly how to get us into destiny to live his calling through us on the earth as it is in heaven. So it'll be fun watching Trump come back. He'll have more Holy Ghost fire. He'll have more intercessors. Uh, he'll have a greater capacity. Uh, his family is starting to get filled with the Holy Ghost, all of them. And you're going to start seeing more and more influence come from the spirit of Christ in the high offices. And like the presidency and the assistant presidency. And so these, these high offices, they will not be occupied by witches and Jezebels. They will be occupied by God-ordained people. Part of the reason you're seeing such a shaking in the earth right now with hurricanes and tornadoes and rumors of wars, it's all predicted in the book. I mean, I was reading in Revelation and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting to, to just be reminded that we win. That this yeah. isn't how it's going to end, that we win. And fighting from victory and not for it, knowing that you're a winner changes everything. Because now you can't be defeated because you're already, you've already won. If you're yeah. in him and he's in you, then the battle's won. So now we fight different, fully empowered, from faith, in hope, receiving his love and giving his love outrageously. Yes. And I know we were talking earlier a little bit about even the Antichrist spirit that I mean, we see that really powerfully yeah, right, right now. now. And, and that's so true. In the Antichrist spirit, the religious spirit is the Antichrist spirit. Most people don't recognize that the Antichrist spirit, the way it operates is just like the religious spirit. The religious spirit is what stops um, and destroys the work of ministry and churches oftentimes because people don't know how to fight with weapons of warfare. They're not carnal, but mighty for the tearing down of strongholds. And every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God means knowing him intimately and personally so he can give you the keys to his kingdom so you can exercise your authority on the earth to bring about the changes that are needed. And somebody who walks with God is dangerous to the enemy because he operates with fear, intimidation, control. Does that sound familiar? I mean, most of us have seen it. You watch the news, you hear fear, control, and there's a twisting of the narrative that the enemy's attempting because that's what Leviathan does as a snake. He twists the truth. And the, the reality is, as God said, everything would be laid bare. We're seeing it now. Um, you're seeing even ministries uh, that have not really been 
called of God starting to fail and dwindle. Uh, some ministries that don't allow the movement of the Holy Spirit uh, are not seen as authentic. So that's a form that denies the power. Those are going to start decreasing in number. And some pastors will realize eventually somebody will be sent and they'll realize, oh my gosh, if we're going to keep the church going, that we're going to have to ask God to allow him to move and ask him for the move because the move is here. Like I've been seeing the move wherever I go, the power of God comes. And he, he often asks me to teach on the, on the fire. And he's like, the reason most people um, aren't able to really move in power is because they've not really given up their lives. They're trying to incorporate them. And so you have to let him become your life. And the way to do that is like, God, I give you my whole life. I hold nothing back. I'm all in for you. I don't want to live for me. I tried it that way and I'm, I wanted to die. But now I realize I got to lose my life to find it. So I give you my life willingly. That's what it means to lose your life. And now at last, I found my life in him. And then it's no longer me who lived, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live, I live unto Christ. And he puts the flame on the sacrifice. When the word says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, and pleasing unto him. That's where the fire comes and lands on the sacrifice to consume it. It's like we get consumed by the things of God. We get into the presence of God and our spirit jumps and is filled. You know, we get a desire to read the, the word, the Bible. You start reading the word. You just read, read, read. And you, your spirit is grabbing onto it. And it's causing you to be protected because we're shielded by faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, whether it be written or spoken, whether you hear Jesus, the living word, or you're listening to what Jesus said to his people that's still relevant today. So it's pretty exciting. Um, anyway, you had another question, I'm sure. It's super exciting. And you taught, you know, the fire brings holiness and purification. And yeah. the thing that attacks that of what we're seeing, because we're starting to see the fire of God, we're seeing like, even you were talking about the youth, we're seeing people get set on fire, but then the spirit of legalism comes yeah. and says, that's, you know, no, that's, that's not yeah. what you do. And so would you oh, talk yeah. about legalism? Cause we're going to have to fight that in the days, the days yeah. coming. Well, the best way to approach with legalism and to make sure you're not legalistic is just to say, how do I feel like, you know, how, how would I succeed in being a follower of Christ? Would it be because I did a bunch of things right? Or would it be because I rely on what he did right? So legalism says, look what you've done. Look at how you've done. You've done all these things. Or it tells you you have to prove it because it, until you do all of these things, every jot and tittle of the law, anytime you emphasize the law, the law, self-performance, you know, yeah. like do, do, do. Um, I mean, I, I like to say it's not do, do. It's done, done. Jesus did it. It's done. And now you're free to do. So I get to respond to the one who loves me by loving him back. And I can best do that by loving you, by loving people. And so if I can love people well, then I can love God well. But Jesus called out the Pharisees. So we have to be able to recognize Jesus called them whitewashed sepulchers, living among the tombs, dead men's bone, brood of vipers. He had a lot of words for the religiously proud. But the, the, the bedrock for the pride of religiosity is that it earned its position and now it demands to be worshipped much like Jesus. So it's all rooted in pride, which is the downfall of Lucifer, uh, hence the Antichrist spirit. Right. So it's the Antichrist spirit that is the religious spirit. And you can identify it because it's always going to try to point the finger at what is wrong 
instead of what God did to make it right. And so when you focus on what's wrong and you don't let the problem point you to him as the solution, remember the thing God said to me in my first book, it's not meant to be a secret. The Lord said, Nathan, bring all your problems to my table. I'll serve up solutions and together we'll have a feast. And I recognized he was saying, if I would allow him to sort through the problems of life and work with him to do it, that he would actually give me the solutions every time I would bring him a problem and that I could actually feast on, be sustained by, and have the provision of the power of God by receiving his solution. And so bring all your problems to my table. I'll serve up solutions and together we'll have a feast. And I realized we're meant to share the same table. We're meant to sit with God in our place, seated in heavenly place, dining with him. He said, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. He's saying, eat the words that I say, for I am the word who became flesh. Eat what I say, and you will be empowered as faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so that first book, it's not meant to be a secret. I knew the heart of God was that that book would unlock people to hear the voice of God clearly and remove ear blockers and bring activators in by revelation so that people could experience the transformation, not just the information, because I've read a lot of books that are informative, but that's not helping. You need demonstration. And the books that talk about what people are experiencing, the personal testimony, like this is what happened. You can't even argue with that. It's like somebody's testimony. Like this is what happened for me is a prophetic word. This is what can happen for you. Yes. And wall, people's walls that they've been building up and even man's systems and different ways that are being built upon, you know, the foundations of the natural realm, yeah. God's starting to deal with all of that. And I think as people become enlightened um, with the word of God and they start to see the truth, the real truth, they're like, wait a minute here. So I know you you have a word about man's walls like Jericho. They're coming down. Yeah, because what, what it is, a system that God did not inspire, did not ask somebody to develop, um, is a system that is set up against God. So what happens is people rely on systems and processes, and that's good. But it's kind of like our church services. If it's not built on Jesus and he's the featured guest at the party, yeah. then we've missed God completely. Like if we replace the presence with programs, we've missed God. If we, if we try to come up with a perfect, eloquent speech because we want to look good, we've missed God. If, if, we, you know, if we try to control the movement of the wind, which is the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, we try to tell the wind where it's supposed to blow, we've missed God. On the other hand, if we're like, God, have your way. I give you my whole heart. It doesn't have to look like what I want. It doesn't have to be about what's in it for me. God, my heart burns for you. You saved my life and I owe you a debt of gratitude. I want to do whatever you ask, even before you ask me, what do you want me to do? And the person who has that kind of heart motive, a pure motive, because there's a whole bunch of people who have selfish ambition, don't even know it. But if you search your heart honestly, And you truly come transparently before the Lord and say, God, search me, search me. If there's any error in my way, if there's anything wrong with the way I'm thinking and tell me what you want me to know. He's so good at saying here, here's how this works. Here's how that works. I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to do this. And and when you do this, there'll be a great thing happen. And he inspires us to just grab a hold of him and just go for it. It's like anything he asks you to do, it's a test. 
It's a test. He doesn't tempt us. He tests us. And what I love when he asks you to do something because I get a spark of entheos in my spirit. And then I get excited about what he's going to do. And I can't wait to see the present, right, from just being in the place of abiding because there's a gift at the end of this. He's the gift that we pursue, not the present that we're believing for, the thing that we're believing for. But what I keep seeing over and over is, come to me, beloved, sit with me. And I'm just like, Lord, I love you. I don't want to seek his hand. I want to seek his face. Yes. You seek his hand, it's twisted. You seek his face, intimacy, he'll he'll extend his hand. So it's yeah. like most people are going after what he can do for me. And they've been taught a twisted gospel. You know, the prosperity gospel is actually come to God for what you can get. That's what's wrong with the prosperity gospel. But God wants to prosper us and have us be in good health. That's what the Bible says. So yes. some of the twisting of the scriptures over the years, why some of the big ministers of today are coming forward and they're confessing the error in their theology was emphasizing what you can get. Come to God. He's going to give you a good life. You come to him for what you can get. And it's subtle, but it's still there. Come to God. Look at, I have an airplane. Well, I mean, that's great to have an airplane, but you know, that's not about the plane. It's about God. It's about right. his ways. It's about understanding his heart and what he wants to do with the life that's laid down. And it's the surrender that actually causes the surrounding, the wind of the spirit looks for the open sail of willingness. So if you're willing and you're like, God, whatever you want to do, I'm excited. And he's like, oh, I love that you want to do whatever I say. Now I'm going to speak to you. And most people aren't hearing God because they haven't decided they're going to do what he says when he speaks. And he knows they're not going to because their heart isn't right yet. But when they surrender and they repent, and they say, God, I'm sorry, I made it about me, and I don't want it to be about me. I made it about the church. I don't want it to be about the church. I want it to be about you. I made it about the ministry. I don't want it to be about the ministry. I want it to be about you. I made it about my book, but God, I don't want it to be about my book. I want it to be about people hearing you. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. something so profound about where you get to this place where you realize that the world is failing. The systems of the world are failing, but God is, is he's the God of hope. And he's the one who has all the answers. And if we just come back to him, then he's like, Oh, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. And you will be a great success. Just living for me. Just stay close. I know you're prone to wander. I know you're prone to distraction. I know you're prone to sin, but you're mine. Come to me, beloved. You who are weary and heavy laden, I'm going to give you rest and peace and joy and power and strength and provision. And anything you need, deliverance, you know, if that's what you need or, or healing, you know, because he's the healer. Yes. And sometimes I, I think people get misguided too, where they think it, it's an instant, like all you're talking about, how long have you walked with God and how long, because was it a, a little bit of a, pro, a learning process for you? Or yeah. was it just you yeah. got born again and you're walking in all you're walking in today? <laughs> That's so good. Well, because I know there's a lot of people are like, well, how come I'm not seeing it? And like, I've exactly. been doing it for eight months, you know? It, yeah. Well, exactly. here's the thing. Like, I don't know. I've been walking with God since, um, I mean, I, I, I got saved when I was about seven. I, I knew God. I would pray to God. But mostly when I needed something or if I was stressed about something, I would go to God. Like, he was more like a vending machine, I think, for most of my young life. And then... Um, when I, I didn't see power in the church that I grew up in, I didn't see miracles, signs, wonders. I mean, 
when I read through the Bible, it looked like the God that we were serving in our church was not the same as the God of the Bible. And in the Bible, he used broken people to do extraordinary things. In the Bible, he didn't have to look all right. He just called the smelly fisherman, let's go. He didn't say, go to four years, get your doctorate in nine years. He didn't do any of that. He just said, let's go. I'm going to show you how to live like me. And he said, this that I do, you do also, right? So everything that he did was supposed to show us what we could do when he left and sent us the Holy Spirit, the counselor, so that Christ now is even better. Like I was in Jerusalem, I was walking around the streets of Jerusalem. I was loving, you know, just stepping into the pages of the Bible and learning and growing and and seeing all those things. And, and we went to a lot of different places. I remember being baptized in the Jordan and I'm like, this is where the dove landed, man, you know, but it was, it was so cool for me and um, singing in the synagogue, you know, and, and stuff. And it was just, it was a powerful time. But I remember um, just thinking to myself, like, like the only thing better than being here in the time Jesus walked is having Jesus live on the inside of us now. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. I mean, it's amazing. We have the greatest honor and privilege as Christians that we could ever imagine, and that is just to have Christ in us as the hope of glory. And I sometimes forget how precious that is. Like, he knows everything. I mean, I saw a spear hanging out of this young woman's shoulder, and all I had to do by faith was grab it by faith and say, be removed in Jesus' name. I grabbed it, and I didn't touch her, and I pulled it off her, and then she fell like a sack of potatoes and was shaken like bacon. She was freed by the Spirit of God. The anointing broke the yoke, which is whatever that bondage was that the enemy tried to put on her and she was instantly free, freed. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing to know that the enemy got mad about it by sending the three religious Pharisees to come against the work of God because they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And if they did have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, they would never have called what is from God evil. Yeah. And so I love this because we can almost get encouraged when the enemy comes in like a flood. God promises to raise a standard against him. And that standard is the increased anointing. And that anointing is what breaks the yoke, which is the burdens and bondage of sin. But when somebody is right with God and they're all in, he puts a flame on them and whoo, breathes on the flame to expand it. And the more you allow him to use you, the more fire you get. And so the process of sanctification is just that. It's a process. We, we grab his hand. We say yes more and more. I love saying yes to God. Like, I don't always say yes, but not on purpose. If I miss it, it's not on purpose. I love him. So I want to do his will. And some days I just want to rest and and recover, you know, from all the work of the ministry, because it can be exhausting. But what the Lord has taught me is to be refreshed. And by be being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's all about be being means to continually fill up on. It's an active uh, adjective verb. It just means to continually fill up on. So when you see be being in the amplified, it just means continue to feed on his truth feed on what he says, keep eating the word, keep talking with him as a friend. And then pretty soon you're so full of faith that you're so shielded in his safety 
because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Jesus is the word who became flesh. So when the word Jesus speaks to you, he's actually building your strength and your faith so that you're protected and safe so that you'll actually be bold as a lion. And that's when the enemy comes after and you're able to go, who cares? He's defeated and I've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and heaven's army backing me in the mission of God. And I'm going to do exactly what he says. And we're going to see the works of the enemy be destroyed and put on open display. I mean, there's the Lord's going after the cabal. And you know what he's doing too? He's going to set nations into balance. And his word is the, is the balancing tool that will help nations to be able to rebuild what the enemy has destroyed and nations will come to the rising of the saints of God in this hour, this coming move it's here. No wonder the enemy has been so freaked out trying to mask everybody up, muzzle the ox while they're treading out the grain. It's like, you know, the enemy wanted to mask means play actor mask America. And remember I was on the show a while back and I said, the Lord is demasking America. That's what I said. And right after it came to pass, that the mask got pulled off all the faces and people started thinking it was the most ridiculous pandemic they'd ever seen. And the reality is, is the enemy's always concocting anything that he can do to try to thwart the inevitable. But at the end, he knows he's going to lose. So his job is to try to torment and rob and kill and destroy whatever he can do to bring destruction um, before this great. And remember, the Bible says the great and terrible day the great and terrible day of the Lord. So it's yeah. both great and, and in some ways terrible. Yeah. For it's those people who feel like now they're really weary, like they're, I, I just feel that like they're weary and well-doing and the, the enthusiasm and the fire you're talking about, they're like, Nathan, I need that. Because I feel so weary in the battle, yeah. especially intercessors. Like they, yeah. they've gotten weary through this battle. Yeah. Well, I pray for a refreshing to come upon every person. That, and I believe everyone should be an intercessor because the Bible says pray without ceasing in all yeah. things through prayer and supplication. Make your requests known. Cast your cares on him. He cares for you. In a sense, when you're praying and interceding, you're actually casting cares. And what happens is it relieves you of the burdens and the weights that you weren't meant to carry. Some people are in heaviness and that heaviness can lead to anxieties and fears and depression and even suicide. But what the Lord does is he, he sparks us to start to intercede. I even pray for enemies, people who come against me. I bless them. I like the guys that came to the church. I knew right away these guys were sent by the devil. So I'm going to talk to them and see if that's true. I hear a word and then I wait for the confirmation. In conversation very quickly, I saw what he was saying. He didn't like that somebody said slain in the spirit. He was looking for anything that was wrong. And he was missing the 99% of the beauty of what was taking place. Young people getting on fire. The people get being called to the altar to go all in. The lives being saved. Um, homes that were destined to be destroyed are now going to be you know, enhanced and, and united and from the flame. Cause when you're ignited, you get united. So it's like, you have to be ignited before you can be united. Cause you have to burn up the chaff or the religiosity or the religious way of thinking, which is that do, do, do hope that I can become mindset. And, 
it, again, it's just the grace of God. I even talked about like grace is unmerited favor, merit badge you earn. You can't earn grace. He just gives it to you because he is grace. He gives you himself as the ultimate gift. And with him comes his king, uh, kingdom. And so the king of the kingdom, his domain, place of dominion. And he shares that with us and says, now all authority I give to you. That's amazing. All, all authority I give to you. He, when he said all authority I give to you to Jesus, and then Jesus jumps inside us by the Holy Spirit. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we're given the right to be called sons and daughters of God, no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We carry the flame so we can be contagious. And when you have fire, you can release the fire. And that's the reason a lot of pastors, they've, they've been resisting the flame. Because if they get in the flame, they actually have to lose their life and they don't want to lose their life because they don't understand how. And they weren't taught in seminary how to go all in for God truly in their heart. And many of them just have a psychological conversion experience and they just want to feed on information and then feed people information. But it's not the information in this hour that's going to promote the awakening. It's going to be it's going to be the spirit of the living God. And you guys are going to have a satellite so nobody can interrupt your, your broadcast as the ministry continues to grow. And uh, there'll be more people joining the team. It'll be awesome. And uh, you're going to be right in there as a forerunner. So I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, I think I, I just feel the Lord strongly starting to move as you're uh, releasing just all that the Holy Spirit's saying right now. So um, if you just want to begin to pray, um, I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to share, but I just, I feel the Lord really strongly in how you just shared. So if yeah. you want to begin to start to pray for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's one scripture I'll read and then I'll just start praying and people will be healed. Um, I just want to encourage you stay on the broadcast because it could be that you're next. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I get excited to hear what God might say through me um, because I don't really know. I don't have anything planned, but he did show me a scripture and I'm just going to share it with you. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just the gist of it. This is Ezekiel 37. It's just a reminder what you speak will actually manifest when it comes from faith. And so some of you are frustrated with your outcome, not realizing that some of the outcome, you know, you actually spoke into existence, but it's not over. Like this is the first day of the rest of your life. You can change a lot of the things you're experiencing by what you're thinking, because your thoughts become your words and your words become your actions and your actions become your outcomes. So there's a little nugget for you. Your thoughts become your outcomes. If you were to fast track those four components. So think about that. What you think on. Remember, he said, think on these things. He taught us what to think on that are pure, holy, lovely, and of good report. The Bible is a good thing to think on. If you don't know if you hear God, just know you hear God every time you read the word. But as you read the word and you interact with the God who is the word of the Bible, he's the God of the book. So the book's meant to point you to him. If the book doesn't point you to him, then you get, just get religious and think you know everything. But if you let the book actually point you to the person of Jesus, then you invite him to be your Lord and Savior. You say, Lord, I'm living for you from this moment on. I make the choice now. Fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. He'll put the fire on you and you will just be like, I got to read the word. I got to talk to God. I got to go do something about what I've learned. And you'll start telling everybody about Jesus and his love because he loves you and you can't mess it up. So praise the Lord for that. Ezekiel 37, Valley of the Dry Bones. It says here that um, he, 
that Ezekiel saw that this valley of the dry bones, and and he says to the Lord, like, you know, what do I do? And he says, I want you. The Lord speaks to him, and he says, I want you to prophesy over these bones. And he's like, okay, um, well, how do I do that? Like, tell me. He's teaching. He's saying, this is what I want you to do. And Ezekiel's like, teach me how to do it your way. Right. And he starts saying, well, you know, call this and and you go in and if you read this, you can read through it all. It's, It's an amazing story, but he starts prophesying of the bones and he starts calling forth those things that are not as though they are. He starts literally shaping. And now we know ultimately an army rose up from these dead dry bones. But he pro- prophesied that the bones, there was a sound as he began to prophesy, he began to foretell. That means to call forth. Uh, foretell is different than uh, foretell versus like um, telling beforehand. So there's d- different ways to prophesy. To call something forth is different than to call those things that are not as though they are. But there's something about calling things forth. Like there's going to be this and God says this. And if you're listening to God, and he's speaking clearly to you. And you say, the Lord is saying, you know, that's okay to do if it's the Lord. It's not good is when people say the Lord says, and it's not the Lord. That's bad. So yeah. you want to really know that you're hearing God before you say, thus saith the Lord. Those of you who are new in the prophetic, um, you know, pick up these books on the prophetic. It'll train you. Like I have a whole series of books. Try to get a hold of those. Partner with the ministry if you haven't already and get that that information, not information, but just the revelation so you can have the transformation and hear God clearly. But when he tells him to prophesy, he says, prophesy over these bones. And he begins to speak. And, and as he's speaking, there's a sound, there's a rattle, there's a coming together of these bones. And it says sinews were formed and the muscles and the joints and, and up ends up a, a mighty army rises up out of these bones. And the Lord's trying to illustrate that we have so much power in our words because our spirit joined with his spirit, nothing's impossible and all things are possible. And he's saying, Hey, speak over that. Like maybe you lost your job and you're discouraged. God's like, Oh, don't worry about that. All things that work together for good, according to my plan to make you more like me. Just trust me. I got you taken care of and believe God for an upgrade. I'd even say, thank you, Lord, that you wanted me to rest so that I could be in position to receive the upgrade. I'm ready for the upgrade. Thank you, Lord, that you're good, that you'll never leave me, you'll never forsake me, that all things are working together for good according to your plan in me. And I just believe, God, that you're going to do something next level, something better than I thought. I was talking to a businessman. He was so discouraged. I said, the Lord told me that he's going to give you $100,000. He goes, well, that'd be nice. And I go, yeah, he just told me he's going to give you $100,000 and he's so excited to help you and you're going to be transitioning. Well, you know, he just called me the other day. I think it was last week. He's like, Brother Nathan, you prophesied that God was going to give me $100,000. It just happened. I got the $100,000 and he's transitioning me and I'm moving to over where God sent me to go. And he, I just wanted to honor you. And, and I want to get, I want to tithe on that. And I was like, dude, that's so awesome. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I've learned to embrace the prophetic. It used to irritate me. It would frustrate me. Because I didn't really understand it, but I started to realize that when God speaks a word through a servant, it's just like God himself speaking it. There's a promise connected that when received, we can partner with the prophetic and we can allow God to have his way. And I said, dude, that is so profound and so wonderful. And I'm so happy for you. And dude, you didn't have to do that. That's awesome. Thanks. You're going to give. But listen, you need to know that when you get to where you're going, 
it's going to continue to go up, up, up because your heart is, I want more of God. Stay in this place of hunger. Stay in this place where you've got to pursue him because as you seek him, you're going to find him. As you knock, actively pursue and keep knocking, the doors are going to swing wide open and you're going to see breakthrough after breakthrough, victory after victory. And you'll just, you'll just be wondering how your life got to be so good. You you can get to a place, every person, where you fly above the turbulence of the soul realm, where you're no longer being tossed to and fro because you're anchored in hope and you're hidden in Christ, the rock. And Jesus is like, hey, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for you. I just need you to come to me. And so that's why I teach the way I teach. I want everybody to hear God, obey God, and be so blessed by God because it's fun you know, to be blessed. And the Lord said, he goes, he goes, Nathan, you're too blessed to be stressed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And I loved it. And I, so I started saying that. And somebody said, I want to put it on a shirt. You know, I have a, a lot of little sayings that God gives me. But anyway, you're too blessed to be uh, stressed. And so let me pray for some people. Many of you need healing in your bodies. And so we can just call out words of knowledge and you'll be healed. And uh, just know that if you don't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you don't know if you have the infilling and the fire of God. The baptisms uh, are so important. The baptism of water and fire and the Holy Spirit. Three separate um, baptisms mentioned in the scripture. We, we need all of them. Um, and if it's from God, I mean, I don't know why anybody would want everything he has for them. So being hungry, you just like, Lord, I receive what you have for me. So pray this prayer real quick, and then we'll go into praying for healing. Just say, I receive you, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. And I go all in for you today. And I go all in for you today. I ask you to baptize me. I ask you to baptize me. In your passion. In your passion. And your fire. And your fire. And by your Holy Spirit. And by your Holy Spirit. I receive you now. I receive you now. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive all those who hurt me. I forgive all those who hurt me. Through the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus. And I silence the voice of the stranger. I silence the voice of the stranger. And I say, God, have your way in my life. I say, God, have your way in my life. I am yours. I'm yours. From this day forward. From this day forward. I'm all in. I'm all in. I confess all sin. I confess all sin. Known or unknown. Known or unknown. I ask you to wash me. And I ask you to wash me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That thing that I've been doing when no one's looking, I'm not doing it anymore. The thing I've been doing when no one else is looking, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I give that to you. I give it to you. I ask you to take it from me. I ask you to take it from me. Lift the burdens and weights. Lift the burdens and weights of false responsibility. Of false responsibility. And help me to see what you want me to see. And help me to see what you want me Open to see. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Yeah, now, right now, I just pray right now that your back would be healed. There's a woman that you're sitting in your chair and you're watching the broadcast and there's pain in the middle of your back and to the lower back. And I just command that pain to go right now in Jesus name, pain, get out uh, every back right now. I command to be healed in Jesus name. One of the ways you can receive your miracle right now is just start testing your bodies out. As I call out these words of knowledge, if I call one out that's yours um, or Kelsey calls one out that's yours, listen, you, you just say, I receive it and you begin to move and thank God. That's how you're going to receive your miracle today. You're going to, you're going to say, I receive it. And then you're going to say, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Because he said, by my stripes, you are healed. And, and we have to receive that he paid for it. We access it by partnering with what he said, by believing it, by speaking it out loud, and, and then by testing ourselves out. Because faith is rewarded when there's action, there's faith. If there's no action, there's no faith. If there's no faith in action, then there's no reward. That's why some people are not seeing what they're believing for and they're discouraged. So God wants to give you the reward. So make sure you take action, not just pray and believe, but take action, begin to test your body, begin to move, and then God will step in and start touching it, your, your body. Also, there's feet right now. I see feet on fire. Some of you, God's giving you territory. And I just, just like my friend got the $100,000 check. I've seen so many people have financial breakthroughs. That's just part of being a kingdom kid. He actually wants you blessed and there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. As long as you can be trusted with kingdom finance, God will bless you at levels you never even dreamed of. That's the truth in who he is, his heart, his nature. So I command those feet to be healed. And those people who are called to take territory for God and possess the land, whether it be houses or buildings, uh, he will do whatever he wants to do in you and through you if you're willing to do what he says. So, Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus for all those feet that you're going to touch right now. Touch them now. Bring the flame so that they know, okay, I'm called to take territory. Let it be confirmed in the realm of the spirit that their feet would get hot. And that as they're feeling the fire on their feet, that they would be able to destroy the works of the devil by stomping the head of the serpents that come against the move of God. And Lord, I pray that each person that desires to be a powerful minister of the gospel, that you put a hunger and a deep desire to pursue the things of heaven and to be serious about the kingdom, but to not lose the joy of being with you in the moment. In Jesus' name. Oh, uh, Kelsey, somebody's being healed on the right side. The, the ribs, I see the ribs like on fire. It's like right here. <laughs> I don't know if you can see my hand, but I see the ribs and then the Lord's like, he's searing that and he's healing that. So start moving if that's you. Also, somebody in the hips, I, I'm hearing the spirit say hip, hip, hooray. And it's a funny thing to say. Hip, hip, hooray. Is it move your hips around? Just say, Father, I thank you. My hips are healed in Jesus name. I'm getting better and better. That's the language of partnering with the prophetic. And, and also um, somebody had ringing in the ears. I command the ringing to stop in the, in the ears, the ear ringing uh, in the pain in the right ear. I command that to go in Jesus' name. And uh, the sinus infections canceled in the name of Jesus. No more sinus infections. Sinuses be restored in the name of Jesus. And I see the Lord touching knees. He's got his hand on some knees. I see him just going boom, 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 and knees are being healed. Start moving your knees. I've seen so many people get healed of their knees. Uh, one man told me for 40 years, he couldn't even get in his tractor anymore. Uh, he got a miracle. I was out in Eastern Washington, pray for this man. He miraculously was able to get back in the tractor after he had to retire from a bad knee injury. And the guy got a brand new knee. I mean, it was like he had 
full knee replacement surgeries two times and it didn't work. And he was hobbling along. And after prayer, he walked normal. And he came all the way out to tell me here on the other side of Washington. He comes out to tell me like, Nathan, he goes, I have to tell you in person. And he gave me a big hug. And he goes, man, I can have my life back. I mean, sometimes these things are so miraculous and so encouraging. And what God does for one, he can do for another. It's always uh, amazing to see and to hear what he's doing and is prophesying to what he'll do again. And so just say, if you if you have a knee problem, move your knees. Jesus is healing the internal mechanisms, the, the cartilage, the cells, the ligaments, the tendons in your body, and he's healing internal organs. There's a woman that had a, a surgery that went wrong, and your organ is actually being recreated. And I want you to testify, uh, you know, as, as you notice those changes coming, even as it's beginning now, I see the power of God flowing in that, and he's healing you. And you'll be able to tell the story and we'll hear about it later on the show. Um, also, there's somebody who had um, some kind of a severe uh, car accident that caused whiplash. I see the neck and the upper shoulders and the Lord's healing you from the whiplash. The damage from uh, whiplash is being healed by Jesus Ooh, right now. I command back pain, get out all the way. That subluxation, get out. Pain, go in Jesus' name. And we release the healing of the Lord to come suddenly upon you right now in the name of Jesus. And my goodness, there's so many people that um, are just trying to get just a little bit of hope. Like they watch this knowing it's a prophetic, uh, a prophetic channel. It's like, oh my gosh, if I watch this show, I'm going to be encouraged. Listen, you are amazing to God. He watches you. He smiles over you. He is delighting in the destiny purpose he has for you. He's going to reveal himself to you in a new and a powerful way. And each one of you, he has a call that is not like everybody else, but we're all meant to fulfill the great commission. So remember that we're supposed to go into the world around us and Bring the good news, which is the gospel, that Jesus died for us on a cross, not because he, he, he wanted to show off. He went to become our sin so he could conquer the wages of sin or death. And the gift of God is eternal after Jesus. So Jesus becomes your sin, past, present, and future, conquers the wages of sin that are death, gives you the gift of life and the gift of salvation so you could never boast you did anything. And he's like, listen. I did this because there's no greater love than this. And I wanted to show and prove to you my love. And if he just did that and didn't rise again, it would have been a really loving thing to do. No greater love than this than he that would lay his life down for a friend. But he didn't just stop there. He rose up from the grave and he said, it is finished. And he, when he came back to life, he said, now I'm giving you the keys to my kingdom and you'll go out as more than a conqueror to walk out the rest of this life with me in you to show the world that I'm alive, that I'm not dead, that I rose again. I split time. AD, AD BC was at, before Christ, AD after his death. And what happened when he rose again, literally caused the whole planet to shudder and shake. And it's still happening today. The shaking of the Lord that he's returning soon. And he wants his bride ready to receive the mighty harvest that we're stepping into. And the Lord showed me um, someone's hands, your, I, I don't know if it's rheumatoid arthritis, but it goes into your wrist and your wrist is so weak. And I saw you trying to open like a jar of spaghetti sauce and you just, you didn't have the grip strength. So right now, I, uh, Father, I pray for whoever that is who's lost um, strength in their grip and even pain into yep. their wrists from arthritic 
um, arthritic conditions right now, Father. I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon those wrists. Lord, strengthen their bones. Lord, strengthen their joints. Lord, strengthen their muscles. Um, any crooked fingers right now in the name of Jesus, I command you to straighten yeah. right now. Bones crack, fingers straighten right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for that. Yes, Lord. Yes, just receive that right now, Father. Thank you. Yeah. Begin to open, close your hands. You'll feel your strength returning in your grip. You won't have to worry about opening those those pasta sauces anymore, Father. Thank you. I also saw um, miracles in the teeth. Like if you have um, um, pain in your jaw or in your teeth right now, in the name of Jesus, we command um, the cavities and all the pain um, when they drink, the sensitivity right now, be restored in the mighty name of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, when you drink, it shall not cause tingling or numbness or nerve sensitivity anymore. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit and um, by Jesus' sacrifice that you're healed. And so, Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. I also saw that there was so many watching right now. And you are like a spiritual midwife. You, It's like you're birthing things. Like Nathan talked about in the beginning, the linking of the younger and the older generation. And there's spiritual midwives on here where God is about to birth through you in this season. Something that you've been visualizing. He's linking you up with the right people. And you are literally going to help the move of God be birthed into the earth through your prayers, through your wisdom, through your guidance. And so, Father, right now, I pray that anointing upon those that feel that birthing season. Lord, let the fire of your presence be upon them as they walk in your ways, God, as they begin to birth the kingdom into the earth. Father, I pray the anointing would be upon them. I also saw the blessing of servants on here. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom is those who serve all. And I see there's a lot of servants on here who have felt weary in well-doing. And the Lord says you will reap your harvest in due season. And I actually see an anointing like Stephen had when, when they commissioned him to go and serve. I actually see that anointing on people watching who've been called to the ministry of serving. It's a Stephen anointing coming upon you where it's boldness and courage. And the Bible says he did great wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus. And so I just ask, Lord, that the miraculous realm of signs and wonders would come upon your servants in this season right now. Lord, release the Stevens into the church. God, those who've been faithful and can be trusted to do your works, they've been faithful with the little God. Release that harvest right now upon the servants watching. Even those I see women like have been so faithful to always bring baked goods and stuff like that to your little church meetings. Like I'm telling you, the anointing of God is upon your life and the Lord is so pleased with you. And there's something bigger coming in all that you've sowed through these seasons and all the love you've given the sacrifice of your time and the selflessness that does not go unrewarded in the kingdom of God. So father release uh, those beautiful rewards to your children and raise you, up those who you've called since the foundation of the earth. Lord, let the books be open. Let the destinies be revealed. God, let the fire come upon them to go forth. Let them not 
grow weary or become discouraged. Father, release your fire, release a fresh baptism. Like Nathan said, that we're be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit upon this broadcast. Let the fire of your presence come, God, right now, touching many hearts, healing bodies, releasing destinies in this season, God, that when the waves come and the wind blows, Lord, they're founded upon the rock. Their homes are built upon the rock. And Father, we thank you for what you're releasing in this time. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Amen. I got a, I got a quick scripture. Do we have time? Oh, okay. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the Lord said, um, therefore, prophesy and say to them. So this is the vision explained in Ezekiel 37, the Valley of the Dry Bones. This was the part I felt he highlighted. He says, therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and make you come out of your graves, my people, and, and I will bring you back home to the land of Israel. That's also in, in Hosea 13, 14. Then you will know with confidence. I love this. When I do this, you will know with confidence that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves and made you come up out of your graves, my people, um, I will put my spirit in you and you will come to life and I will place you in your own land. Come on, that's a word for somebody. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and fulfilled it, says the Lord. And I love this because basically the dead bones in the valley, uh, they must have looked like the aftermath of a horrible military defeat in which there's no survivors. Um, even, you know, to bury the dead there, but the bones symbolize the whole house of Israel. This identification picks up on imagery already had been used in the scriptures, um, those identified as dry or spiritually dead. So he's talking about those who maybe felt despondent or dejected or had no apparent hope um, of being resurrected as the people of the living God. And the Lord's saying, no, you are when you get filled with him, Jesus, the spirit of Christ in you, you have now the resurrection power of the living God flowing and surging in and through you. And it's when you allow him to pour out of you that he pours fresh into you. And that's out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. In the end times, old men will dream dreams, young men visions. And this is the, the beauty of who he is as the hope of glory living in us bringing hope and glory and presence and power into the places where we go. And so I love that the Lord said, be ready to give an account to the hope that lies within you, because there's people out there that, man, if we got, so we got bold. I mean, I know what it's like to be timid and shy and man, I didn't like it. It was a spirit of fear and timidity tried to keep me from my destiny purpose in God. But when God started to tell me who I am, and I believed him, I started to get bolder. I started to recognize I don't need someone's approval. I can actually say what God's telling me to say and not worry about if somebody likes it or not. I got free from people's opinions so that I could fear the Lord in reverence and actually follow him. He said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but the fear of man is a snare. So it's time as we are the body of Christ, it's time that each of us gets to a place where, man, we recognize I am approved by God, so I have nothing to prove. So I don't have to ever operate in selfish ambition. All I have to do is shine. My whole job is to shine. 
before men. Just like he said, you shine before men, go into all the world, bring the gospel, bring the good news, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the spiritually dead, and sometimes the physically dead, because we see that too. But whatever it is God wants to do, he wants to bring life and life more abundantly, and he wants to cause all grace to abound towards his saints in this hour for the greatest awakening that the world has ever seen. And of course, the enemy's mad. And if you watch the news, you see how there's arguing and all these battling and clashing of swords still happening. But the Lord's like, hey, but I overcame, but I already did it, but it's already done because I've seen you in the future and you, you're a victorious. So bring that now into the moment, the gift of the present and just acknowledge like I am okay and everything's going to be just fine because my God's for me and my God's with me. And if he's for me and if he's with me, then who, who could be against me that matters? And, and no weapon formed is allowed to prosper. So I know that. So when you know the word, you actually get empowered to be safe in the shield that was prepared by the very voice of God. So my encouragement to everyone, learn to hear the voice of God and don't go to people who don't hear God and ask them to tell you how to hear God because they'll say, read the Bible. You don't need a word. No, you, re you read the Bible for sure. Get to know God, but talk with the God of the Bible and let him speak to you because he said, my sheep hear my voice. It doesn't say my sheep hear my Bible. It doesn't say that. It says my sheep hear my voice and as strangers, they will not follow. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan, for all you just pour out and pour out to all of us. I mean, we just went to church, guys, with Nathan. So thanks for being with us today. And let's see, do you have a website, don't you? Yeah, people can go to I have three. Posts. If you want to write these down, grab a pen. Um, my my website for my ministry is just NathanFrenchMinistries.com. NathanFrenchMinistries.com. And that's my personal website. If you want to find out what's going on with my personal ministry, our big events that we do, we do stadium type events where we bring all these churches together. and We have big revival events called Awaken the Planet. So if you want to know about those, we got one coming up. Uh, so just be watching and we'll be announcing all of that as soon as everything is finalized. But we're going to be doing Awaken the Planet, uh, Oregon. We're doing Awaken the Planet uh, here in the coast next year uh, on the coast at the new property, the one that we just got down in the ocean. So we'll have Awaken the Planet down in near ocean shores. We're going to do Awaken the Planet uh, in Brazil. That's we're actually talking with our Brazilian friends. They speak Portuguese, but I have translators, but we're going to do a big stadium event in Awaken the Planet Brazil. Super excited. If you want to find out about Awaken the Planet, just go to awakentheplanet.com. Be sure to write that down. Um, also, um, our church, our revival hub is in Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma, the city of destiny. Anyway, if you're anywhere near Tacoma, Seattle, and you want to check us out, you want to come, we have services every weekend. We're about to move into um, daily gatherings because this, the power of God is so strong. So be watching the website. It's the rock revival center.com. We'll have daily prayer, daily worship, uh, where we're going to go into multiple days. We're just going to open the doors and let the rotation of the pulpit happen. Local ministers coming in. We're going to breathe on the flame and see the great awakening. So any one of those websites. Now, if you haven't partnered with us, by the way, if you are a partner with us in ministry in any of the platforms, NathanFrenchMinistry.com, uh, is it NathanFrenchMinistry.com is the partner page? Okay, so if you want to partner, 
with the ministry. You do that on my personal page just to keep it clear. And NathanFrenchMinistries.com, you can go on, you can partner. Let us send you guys a gift today. Uh, we will send you not just my first book, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret, but every single one of my books will, the new book called One, uh, Why God Commands a Blessing on Unity um, and How to Unify in the Body and How to Think Right. Um, that is a great tool. But every one of the books will help you get ear blockers out bring the activators in and you will hear clearly the voice of God as a result of just reading through. And uh, I know you'll be blessed. So go on the website. You can partner today and uh, we, we will pray and, and, and we'll ask God for timing to do special partner page prophecy. Um, I love to prophesy over individuals, but it takes a long time. And so I've been in meetings where I've prophesied three, four hours. And there's wow. so many people that sometimes it's hard to give personal words to everyone. It takes a lot of time. So you almost have to set aside time to give personal prophecy. If that's what you desire, um, you can also email us on the website, NathanFrenchMinistries.com. Oh, wow, Nathan. Well, that's awesome. So many resources for you guys. Make sure you grab the books, become a partner. And also thank you for partnering with us and wasn't that well video just i mean i'm sorry when i see god's hand moving and and blessing other nations and people and the love of god it's it does something to your heart because it is you know to love the orphans love the widows and help those who don't have enough it's just awesome we we thank you guys you're so generous to all of us um i love you okay love you nathan bless thank you, guys. you guys so much for being with us and have an amazing incredible blessed weekend i'll be back with you guys on monday with johnny and low unfiltered have an awesome and blessed weekend love you guys This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.